Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your newest source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy, and I am joined, as always, by my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? I could be doing better if uh, I'd been a better Packers game, but uh, could be doing the rest of the day went okay. It was at a birthday party, okay. a one-year-old birthday party. That's fine. That's better than my day, at least. But like my dad said, unfortunately, we are here to recap the Packers' loss to the Vikings. The Packers, unfortunately, fell to the Vikings by a score of 23-7 to in Minnesota today, this afternoon. We are recording to you here live Sunday night as we break down the rest of that game and our thoughts, how we felt people played, what we think can get changed going forward. But first, we just wanted to really quick pitch um, this podcast Twitter. Um, we're trying to up our interactions there. So if you guys could go check out our Twitter account, at Father Son Packer, um, or if you want to check out our YouTube account, uh, Father Son Packers Podcast on YouTube. If either of those places you want to give us a follow, a subscribe, that'd be really great. It would really help us with the algorithm. Retweet. A retweet, you know. Come just just uh, come check out all of our medias, and that would really help us get a little bit bigger because we really love doing this, and we would love uh, more people to come listen to us if they want to. Um, but yeah, so Dad, I guess let's get into it. We are going to be bringing you guys these post game uh, podcasts every single Sunday night or Monday night if the game is a Monday night going forward. And what we're always going to start with is a bit of what we're going to call a segment gut check time which is kind of more of a holistic, like, how we felt about the game. Um, Dad, how did your gut How did your gut feel about the game? Um, can I say I feel like I got punched in the gut? Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a reasonable I, gut check reaction. You got gut checked. But actually, <laughs> I would feel that this one, you know, there's a lot of talk about how this is like, like last year or other times, but I didn't actually feel like this was the same thing. Last year's first game against the Saints, and then the other games like against the Tampa Bay two years ago and the Niners three years ago, where they those regular season games, where they just got kind of boat raced and never put up any kind of fight and just got demolished and and couldn't do anything. This was a game where you felt like they were like just on the edge of starting to compete. I mean, they had several possessions and like where they could have tied it up. Or cut it to one score, and then they would kind of screw it up. They just weren't quite the level of sharpness needed to win the game. They were not sharp enough. And so I don't feel like they deserved to win the game. But no, they didn't. They didn't deserve to win the game. But it wasn't like the disaster kind of start. So I feel like yeah, it wasn't as bad as those games. That's what I've been saying. It was not nearly as bad as last year. Last year it felt like they were never in that game. This game it felt like there were one or two moments. Specifically, we'll talk later. But the Christian Watson drop, the fourth and one stop at the goal line, those two specifically kind of really swung the game in the Vikings' direction. But I will say there were some parallels to those games that you mentioned in that the Packers got punched in the mouth early and kind of were still just another flat game under Matt LaFleur where it was they just kind come of out and just are really off but I, you didn't, early. I, I, but I would say like those ones, they got punched in the mouth and then it was just all like over. Here, I mean, I don't feel like they're really turtled. They just couldn't quite make the play. They, they were just, still... Yeah, I see what you're saying. They, they were still on the edge. They did. They had they had these. They fell behind. They they let the they did let the Vikings think mostly dictate the 
the the pace of the game and the play of the game. But they well, hung the around for a while. Yeah. What? I was going to say, it's it's easier for the Vikings to dictate the game when they have the ball the whole game. Like, I, yeah. I would say that the Packers just kind of set themselves up. They weren't sharp enough, like you said, to get those little small moments, to win those small moments that swing a game. They were more in it than the other games, I will say, but I don't know. It, it definitely felt like to me that they froze a little bit they didn't turtle completely like you said they did try like to fight back a little bit they got back in the game they they scored a touchdown in the second half but yeah i don't know it's it still felt a little bit like they were turtling a bit they didn't yeah it was it's kind of like this this low energy game you know it wasn't like the lowest energy i've seen them but it was another low energy game to me yeah which i guess i mean it it was not as bad as 38-3 last year to the Saints. It was nowhere near that bad. They no, they, close. they could have they in the third or third quarter end of the third I thought they still had a chance to win, which I did not think last year. So it's it's easily better than last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like that's that's main my main gut check reaction to this was it's not as bad as last year objectively, but it just feels so much worse when it happens in division. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, and it's more impactful when it happens in division. Like, so while the quality you know of the loss is not as bad, it hurts more because it's to the Vikings, which is just annoying to me. Is this your gut check? You know, one thing I was looking at this, like this isn't that far off from your prediction. I did. I did pick the Vikings to win this game. Was it 24, 10, 24, 10. Yeah. So beat us 23, 7, 23, yeah. 7. So, even I mean, though I can't predi- say I predicted it right, but I'm still disappointed. Like, I obviously yeah, wanted this to win. It feels like such a disappointment, which, you know, well, in some ways, is, disappointment, like, disappointment yeah. is failure to meet expectations. I mean, what happens, though, is I'll, I predicted the Vikings would win. I thought they would win. But then I get the game starts, and I get that irrational confidence where I'm like, nah, we ball. <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to win. But I, I did think the Vikings were going to take this game. I thought... I thought the Packers would come out rusty. They tend to. Um, what was it? Under week one's under LaFleur, they've scored 10, 7, and 3 points now in the last I saw uh, in three or four. They, they've had that, the one 40-point explosion yeah. in week they, one they had the 10 point in 2020. Game. They had the 10-point game in his first game versus the Bears. They that had they the won because the Bears versus, were Because the Bears were Offense awful. was terrible. And then the three-point game um, versus the Saints last year, and then now seven points versus the Vikings this year. The only breaking that pattern was the first year against the Vikings in the COVID year, 2020 when yep. they, they the empty stands the here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so week one seemed to be a bit of a bugaboo for the Matt LaFleur Packers is another kind of part of my gut check. But yeah, What's, I mean, there was something it's not great. I was going to say about that. I can't remember now. What well, I was thinking. that's, that's kind of the gut check. Um, those are our kind of, in the moment reactions to how we felt about the game next we're going to take you to a quick injury update not only did the packers lose they also lost four players in that time um they lost chris barnes who had to be carted off uh the field in an air cast unfortunately to an ankle injury did not look good um all the players kind of had to check in on him as he left the field it, yeah it didn't we'll look see good. how long yeah or how and, complicated that injury is yeah and the linebacker room took another hit because uh just before that quay walker had had to leave the field with a shoulder injury don't know how that's looking 
Speaking of shoulder injury, injuries on defense, Keyshawn Nixon also injured his shoulder on a really hard tackle and had to immediately come yeah. out of the game. Um, Saw that one. Hanging it was, it, it was a like, nice tackle to stop him it was short a great of the first tackle. down. Yeah, and that was back. That was when the Packers were really still in the game, and the defense defense was kind of up and down. We'll get to them later, but they got a couple stops when the Packers were still in the game, and the offense didn't capitalize. But that was one of them that unfortunately Keyshawn Nixon injured his shoulder on, and then John Runyon had to be placed in the concussion protocol. We do not yet know at this time whether or not he actually sustained a concussion, but he was unable to return to the game. Right, so those are the anyway. yeah, those are the injury updates from today's game. Unfortunately. Not only did they lose, they also lost some several key players. Yeah, two starters and you know the, the, the only substitute corner they had active for the game. Yeah, so it's it's not which is kind of their their uh, inactives were a little bit odd in some ways too, having only one backup cornerback. Yeah, do you want to talk about that real quick about how you, what you thought about the inactives since we're kind of in that injury inactive bucket right now. Um, so we already had heard, you know, about uh, Abernathy and um, Winfrey getting elevated. Yeah, it's weird they elevated them, didn't play them at all. Winfrey had a catch. I thought it got negated by penalty. Did he have a catch? I thought they, uh, re- um, it was uh, offsides on the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You are correct, yes, for yes. 17 yards. 17 yards, nice. But good, I don't know if Abernathy, you know, I figured that he was actually going to be... He had, like, maybe a snap on special teams, I think. Maybe. I was thinking he was actually there to be their third real def- safety on defense, mm-hmm. as opposed to a safety on special teams, which are, you know, Levitt and um, Ford. Yeah, and they actually they went to three linebackers on defense before they went that to three safeties. That was weird. I had safeties, to go back and watch weird, that because without I was hearing with what Quay, the team was like, mm-hmm. the number of times they had a linebacker trying to cover Justin Jefferson was driving me a little crazy. I'm gonna tell you, I'll take that over no one covering him, which was the other <laughs> rest of the plays where literally no one. Could you tell? Man, the, could, have you seen? Could you tell the, the difference? Stills? Have you seen the stills where it's literally just there's it's green. It's all green grass. It looks like Fenway. Like there's no one we out could, there. We could talk about that in a minute, but Oh my god. Or maybe we're at that, almost at that point anyway, already. Anyway, yeah. uh, since we're already we're already getting to it, let's get down to our game breakdown. Um because those are our, unfortunately the injuries and actives and uh yeah, we'll move on to the game breakdown. Uh do you want to start with uh defense dad since we were kind of talking about Justin Jefferson? <laughs> Yeah. So um, you want to you want start? Go ahead and start with our our your one bad thing for the. Should I do our good the, thing and bad things? Yeah. Okay, let's do our. So. We're gonna try. Oh, so what we're gonna do for these game breakdowns, good listeners, um, is we're gonna try and have one positive and one negative each for the offense and defense, and then occasionally special teams when required. Um, Dad, do you want to start us off with your one bad thing for the defense, since it kind of so ties into down, the jump, secondary? Jump to defense. Yeah, since it kind of ties. Yeah. Into the so secondary. my my bad thing with the uh, the defense was the communication in zone in passing off receivers from one zone to the defender covering the other zone, and it's and even Adrian it Amos off to nobody. Even Adrian Amos, who almost never makes mistakes, was making mistakes in zone like today like it was so yeah, bad so that, and so that i think that's several of the plays where jefferson is just running around uncovered and i think the yeah. touchdown his second touchdown was one of those where he starts on the left he's cutting through the zone um i forget which defensive back is following him and then he like kind of stops as he goes to the other zone and gets ready to take the receiver coming the other direction and nobody goes with jefferson 
and then he's just all alone. Was that the one at the goal line? That he dove for the pylon? No, there's the one at the goal line when they were inside the five. It looked like Douglas was yelling at Stokes, who... Oh, oh, t- oh, when he goes in jet motion. Yeah, yeah they, no, t- no, they no. put, they put Jeff- yeah, yeah, but they, that, but I- to tie into that, which is what you were talking about, they put Jefferson in motion. Douglas is yelling across to Stokes to say, hey, take take that guy. He's coming. I'm not following. And Stokes yeah. didn't hear him or didn't, like you were saying, was the communication late reacting was bad. Or something he didn't, he was I don't think he even heard him. And and obviously Jefferson was wide open for a touchdown. So Yeah, no, I was talking about the other touchdown where on the big, on the long play, Mm. And he's you know he starts on the left and he breaks over to I think he scored on that one, um, and he 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 cuts across the field and ends up open on the on the deep right. They were really doing a great job of putting Jefferson in positions where the defense didn't know what to do. And I think just to comment on the secondary and my takeaway from the secondary really quick is I thought Stokes had a maybe his worst game as a Packer. I thought it was really bad. He was giving up catches to anyone they put him on. And, you know, you hope it's not the start of a sophomore slump. I still have a lot of faith in him as a talented player, a talented young player. But this is definitely one where you're going to you, – you want this one back because he was getting burned by Thielen. He was getting burned by Jefferson. He was not, like, communicating what zone he was supposed to be in, it looked like. Obviously, we don't necessarily know what his assignments were, so we can only speculate. But based on speculation and just watching the game, it looked like a lot of the catches were in zones that he had either vacated or wasn't close enough and was, like, hesitating to close on the ball. That's yeah, how it You could also – you know, you could bring up, since I think most of these – were coverage assignments uh-huh. and lack of communication is a lack of practice and preparation um, issue. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see them in man more, honestly. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's my take as well. And it definitely feels like they have the personnel to play more man. But, like, just play, like, cover two man. Uh, what is it? The the uh, Chargers play a ton of it. Chargers play an absolute crap ton more than anyone else in the league, cover two man. Um, I think uh, – but – and it's just, like, they're playing a ton of zone. It's not working. Like, je- yeah, like and, and I'm not saying that it can't work going forward and that if they tighten up some things – because they, they played zone pretty well last year, like, quite well, actually. But I feel like in-game – you're getting shredded. He's open all the time. Just put it's Jair on him. To... Just yeah, it's Definition just, just of insanity. Make a, just make a make a change. I hate to say this, but make a change for change's sake. Because he had a hundred. What do you have? hundred yards make, at half. It's make a change because you know it's failing. Yeah, it's just like put Jair on him. Jair actually said after the game he he had asked multiple times during the week to be put on Jefferson and <laughs> trail him. Which I know is very tough when they're motioning that much, but it, more than it had to be done more than it was because it's one thing to be like, "Hey, it's hard to do this all the time." It's another thing for Jair to like. I only remember him matched up on Jefferson maybe three times, four times, like a handful yeah, of times, I, and this I guy's like killing we, you. We didn't get the chance to see that matchup, and I think it was at least worth a try. It just felt like after getting after they got burned multiple times. It just felt like they were like, we're playing cover two. We're not going to... Well, the idea of cover two is you don't get beat over the top, and then they repeatedly got beat over the top. So what are, like, what are we even doing, you know? Like, what's the point of 
playing zone like that when you're not even doing the goal of the zone. I don't know. It's frustrating. But that's kind of how we both felt about the coverage, I think. We don't necessarily need to dwell on it too much. I think everyone on the back end needs to play better. It was one of the... At least there were a handful of plays that were the worst I've seen of Amos. Um, I thought Savage was actually okay today, just from a general watch. I need to go in and do a little more deep of a watch. Um, and I, I think that Douglas was okay. I mean, it was just... It was the zone whole zone communication was bad, I think. It was it was just and it it seemed like the game plan was weird. I don't know. But it's hard yeah. to know without being in the building. But do you want to take us to your one good thing on defense? Kinda wash that <laughs> so down with a, a little, little a little shot, a little chaser, a little, a little But we also a have a difference of opinion here. Yes, so what is what is your so what, I what actually is your felt like the run defense was better was improved compared to last year's? Um, especially in the beginning I'm gonna, okay, of the game. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you do your. So whole, you're going to let me my, go, and yes. then you are going to rebut the hell out of it. Yes, because my bad thing is the run <laughs> defense. So go go ahead. And so, and I'm about to shoot you down after this, but I'll let you have the floor for a little bit, I suppose. But I did feel in the first watch anyway that they were getting a decent number of run stops, especially in the first half, and it, and early in the in the second half. And then the last two drives, that's when I felt like the Vikings were really starting to get their run game going and get some chunk run, runs. Yeah, you mentioned something about stuff percentage. So one thing I did look at, say, okay, I had this impression. Was there any reality there? Or was it just, you know, I paid attention to a couple of plays that stuck in my mind? So one thing I looked at was this stat called stuff percentage, which is a, um, a stat that football outsiders use this as one of the defensive metrics and is generally considered to rate the um, performance of the defensive line against the run, not the defense at the second level, the third level against run defense. And so that's the percentage of runs that go for zero or negative yardage. It's a stuff percentage. So against the Vikings, the Packers stuff percentage by their defensive line was 28%. That would have led the league last year as a defensive front in, in stuff percentage on defense. And last year, the Packers on stuff percentage were second to last at 11%. The only team that was worse were the Vikings. <laughs> so Packers were 31st last year. The Vikings were 32nd last year. And so that, I think there was some statistical support for my impression anyway though it's yeah. not a huge sample size. And um, I, I, though the the flip side is that as actually last year for if you're you know harkening back to last year's stats the Vikings offensive line was not very good at preventing getting stuffed. Mm. So it's kind of it's not controlling for opponent is what you're saying. It right cuz there's only yeah. been one. Exactly. <laughs> well, I I hear what you're saying about stuff percentage although I will jump into my bad thing good thing for the for lack of a better term for the Packers defense my poor performer thing that I think needs improving is the defensive front I thought it was not as advertised Um, I know Joe Barry and a lot of other Packers players had really talked about the front being a strength of this team with I thought Kenny played really well um, but I just think as a whole cohesive unit they really struggled Um, like you said about stuff percentage while that is well and good 
they did still allow 28 carries for 126 yards which is four and a half a carry to vikings running backs um and this was while this is especially bad when you think about how the vikings were up the whole game so they were always in a run heavy script so the packers should have been ready for the run and so while they might have had a good stuff percentage they did still allow these higher carries which makes me think that when the vikings weren't getting stuffed they were getting these eight nine yard chunk run plays which maybe is less so a problem for the actual defensive line and indicates more of a problem with the linebackers so that when they get past the d-line the linebackers are not playing well enough and so maybe you could tie that into the fact that the linebackers were injured they were missing quay walker and chris barnes for a majority of this game but i do still think that it just wasn't good enough they weren't getting enough pressure um, they did do pretty well on third and fourth downs, five of 13, which would have put them right about in the middle of the pack last year. But it felt like the pressures were kind of few and far between, especially when the backups were in. Um, I just thought oh. that they w- were not getting home enough. Um, they, it's I, just the fact that the expectation for the defensive front was very high, while their actual performance was fairly mediocre. I totally agree on the pressure part of the defensive front. That that part of it, I felt like, was severely lacking. I feel like most of the time, Cousins had all day. They sacked him once. They and it's the ideal him. situation for Cousins. I don't like... I think they Cousins is the type two of quarterback... Times. Yeah, I mean, they didn't... It did, did they blitz once? I can't remember um, a time they blitzed. I don't... Not that I can remember where and any so, linebacker... I don't think... I don't remember a corner blitz, a safety blitz, or, and ideally, or even like, a linebacker blitz. And the thing is, it's, I mean, you know who he is. He's Kirk Cousins. Like, it's the inverse of the, you know who I am, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, it's Kirk like, no, Though it's he Kirk did Cousins. have a couple of completions when he was no, about he was, to get hit. He's fine. It's just, like, if you pressure him, he will throw, like, a lollipop, and, like, you should be able to pick it. Like He did just, have one of those today that we didn't quite pick off. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It was right in the middle of the field, huh? It was just... Yeah floating up there no one's close enough but yeah i don't know i i think they they could have dialed up a couple more pressures ideally you're rushing four dropping seven and they were having they had did have a couple coverage pressures but it just felt like i mean the vikings o-line is definitely improved it's better than it was last year but especially with like the ascension of derisaw but there's still a lot of holes like garrett bradbury is a below average center in this league i know he was a first round pick but He's not very good in pass protection. He's extremely mobile, but he's not just not strong enough for pass protection. Uh, their right guard is a rookie. That, I mean, there's holes on that O-line that should have been exploited more than they were. And it just felt like after a lot of talk this offseason about the Packers' defensive front, it just kind of fell flat to me. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of how I, I mean, felt they, about they it both in the run really... game. I felt about it both in the run game and the pass. Just because you look at the numbers and they just – it just it wasn't dominant at all. It was very passive. It felt like they weren't really beating their man up front. They were just kind of trying to get in the way. I don't know. That's just how I felt. But my one good thing for the Packers defense was that when Quay Walker was playing, he actually, I thought he looked very solid. He had, according to PFF, two run stops on 14 run defense plays, which is very good, very solid. He was exploding to the ball. Um, completions in his zone were not going for extra yards. He missed one tackle, but Salavi. Um, you know, it sucks that he had to leave with an injury, but I thought early returns on him looked quite good. 
Yeah, he did have a little trouble losing uh, um, receiver in coverage. Well, that um, receiver was Justin Jefferson, so... Yeah, where he, he just didn't it is, follow it It is what flat. it is. He should not be put in that position. No, that was also a problem. I think they uh, didn't have... Well, that's the problem with and then Preston was on, And Preston was on Jefferson well, one time, that, too. People were complaining about that, but it's like he was in Preston's zone. Yeah. Which is yeah. like Preston wasn't on him. Preston was in a zone, and Jefferson was in that zone. So kudos to the Vikings for getting that, like getting him in a, in space against the linebacker but why are you why is that the call like it's well, not it's not the like question. they man, but it's not like they manned up pre- like well, let's not get no, crazy people, were, up, people they, were complaining they, no people were complaining online like why is preston like in coverage like directly with like justin jefferson what are we doing it's like no preston is in zone and they ran jefferson into that zone it's very different right so but what you they left say themselves is- they left themselves open to the possibility why are we of putting preston. preston in a position where they can do that to us yeah no, yeah. That's that's the question. That's the criticism. Yes. It's your you are leaving a vulnerability and if you have an offensive player that's that good, they're going to put him in the they best just, spot for him to succeed, right? which would be a zone with a linebacker in it. So Smart coach is just going to say, "Yeah, yeah, go to that spot." Yeah, go go run over there. <laughs> We're going to throw you the ball and it's going to be a free 8-10 yards. And it's like even once the safety's rally, he's already 9 yards downfield, like I don't know. But that's that's my positive. Do you want to hop over to some takes we had on the offense? Okay. Um, do you want to do good thing, bad thing? I guess I'll do my good thing first. And I felt like sure. um, like Dylan looked pretty good in the game for the most part in terms of sometimes making something out of nothing mm-hmm. and being able to power for some extra yards. Unfortunately, not at the goal line, but that yeah. was... So close. Yeah, I rewatched that. I've already looked at that play like three times, and there's just nothing there. You know, there's no push from Hanson and Newman. I don't, of course, you could you could question the wisdom of running it on the right side. You could question <laughs> why is the call so vanilla? They they ran like and then you had four and you had very Z, vanilla calls. Zedarius howling in from the left edge. You know, you could have easily taken advantage. You know, he's going to do that and just run around behind him. And even Rogers said. If you caught this quote, if I had kept it, I could have walked in. Yep. He did because... say that. And he... Yeah. And and oh. so, yeah, they're the, the really... But I thought... But for the most part, I think it, Dylan was doing a pretty good job of moving the pile. Get some space. Nice catches, actually, where... I mean, he was Getting in stride player. and then turning up field, I think, I think a couple times. Very nice. Very, argu- very arguably, it felt like the offense was... He was... As I was, I was sending to a, a message group I'm in, he AJ Dillon is the Packers' spirit animal. When he is playing well, the Packers' offense is flowing. When he's getting them into that second and five, third and two, like short yardage situations, that's just when the offense is working the best. And also, he brings like some actual physicality to the team. Like, yeah. can we please like play a little more physical? Like, give AJ Dillon the rock. Right. Give this man the rock. Yep. But I mean, yeah, he I thought he was I mean, is it is there anyone else in the conversation for best packer today? Like it's him On and offense? then a gap, right? No, just in general. Oh, in general. <sighs> like who else yeah. is even in the conversation for best packer? I feel like it's Dylan and then Gap and then Aaron Jones and then Big Gap and then everyone else in my opinion. Yeah, I guess Jones didn't give enough chances to. Yeah, that's uh do you want to jump over to my good thing cuz my good thing was Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, let's go to your good thing. Because my good thing was Aaron Jones because, you know, he looked really explosive. Like, he looked even more explosive than he did last year. He 
Averaged nine and a half yards a touch um, or 7.6 yards per use, which is carries plus targets. Um, he had five carries for 49 yards and three catches on five targets for 27 yards. If you compare that to his numbers last year, he averaged 5.3 yards a touch compared to the 9.5 he did in this game and five yards a use compared to the 7.6 in this game. So, I mean, efficiency-wise, that's elite, elite, elite. But, I mean, obviously, LaFleur said he would, like, do this differently if he got another chance to. But why is he only getting 10 total, like, uses? Like, eight touches, 10 uses. Like, this is the, like, only Pro Bowl skill position player you have. And he's just, they're just not using him. Like, I don't really understand what happened there, personally. Yeah, those the, the kind of the impression has been that he would get a lot of targets now, and he did not get as much as people, you know, as I expected. Yeah, and it's like I thought he looked he looked great. Like he looked like he was bursting through the hole. Like he was moving really yeah. well with the ball in his hands. He had a a long rush of twenty nine yards, one of the only explosive plays on the day for the Packers. He had. Um, he just had a he had a long uh, reception of twenty two yards. He was churning out these explosive plays that the rest of the roster was really struggling to do, and it was just confusing as to why they kind of went away from him. I mean, obviously you want to give Dylan the ball too because he was your best player today. But I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me of how many times they ran pony package, which is two running backs on the field at once. It certainly didn't feel like enough. I saw him like out there probably seven or eight times, but. I feel like that should be the base. They didn't even use Amari in the backfield. They didn't use many two-back sets. No, they used Aguara. That was interesting, not, actually. But... He was essentially their third running back today. But he did not – they did not use him in the backfield, and he didn't get much in the way of chances. He has like one oh, – I guess he – no, I don't know what he did. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see a more Lafleurian offense, I guess is how I feel about it. I, I really liked the carries they gave to both Watson and Dobbs to give them a little confidence because I know Watson, yes. um, one thing we should talk about is Watson's drop, which I think is probably one of the more pivotal. We already talked about the fourth and goal stuff on Dylan, but I think the other most pivotal play in the game was first offense play of the game, Christian Watson just uh, just torches road runners he put patrick road runners patrick body bag patrick peterson looked like wiley coyote running over the edge of a cliff and falling over like like you don't quite realize until you look down that you're 10 yards off the cliff but with an anvil following you yeah and but watson like i mean he just dropped it and drops were a big problem for him in college and so until he puts together training camp and in training camp, any uh, mini camp. Sorry, not training camp, but a spring, yeah, in, uh, the spring, yeah, uh, the spring uh, OTAs. But until he puts together like consistent production, like and catches those deep balls, that's the question for him. That was the question for him in college. Was the question for him in OTAs? I know a lot of people are like, no, it's not really that big an issue. They're all concentration drops. Well, you don't get yards. You don't get yards for concentration drops. I'm sorry. Like yeah. that, that is still a drop. Like I don't know what yeah. to tell you. And if they got that, if they got either one of those, then the game is tied. You know, and you're kind of past like that initial. Yeah. And you hate to like do the ifs. Like if this happened, yeah. if this happened. But I mean, if he catches that, I think it's a very different game. And they're forced to respect the over the top a little bit more. The rest of the game, I mean, a lot of stuff changes. 
who knows if they win, but it certainly would have been good for them to score a 75-yard touchdown on the first play to their rookie receiver. It would have been nice. I would have liked it. Yep. I don't know about you. <laughs> would have been nice. It would have been nice. Could have been nice. But that's the that was the, the thing on Watson. But, yeah, I, I did like, though, that they went back to him and gave him a carry just to get just be like, hey, you belong. Yeah, and then he got a we catch. We still trust uh, you. He had a couple catches, well, two I think. Catches. Two catches. Um, yeah, he had two catches. One from for... Love. Yeah, so that but he had two catches for 34 yards, long of 25 yards. Um, but I like that they gave both him and Dobbs rushing. Dobbs actually had a, a pretty nice game. That's my other um, little positive, just a quick dial in on that for the game. Yeah, he, he had a nice, four, nice block on one play, too. Yeah, he blocked well, four catches for 37 yards. Um, had a couple nice catches. He had a really nice catch in the red zone. Um, the Rodgers threw to him. Uh, I thought he looked very solid. Uh, I thought they could have targeted him maybe a little bit more. Um, there were a couple times. There was early uh, first the first third down, I think, or second third down in the game. Uh, Rodgers threw out, and he cut in. So you see that there's some growing yeah, pains so the there. Same, the same possession as the drop by Watson, I think. Yeah, and so you see that there's some growing pains there, but I think they're just going to have to go through them. But um, do you want to talk a little bit about your, like, how you felt offensive with the negative. bad thing on yeah the offensive negative since we're we're kind of talking about some hiccups there. Well, it's pass pro, and specifically on the that's right what side. happens when you're missing three of your starting O line. To be fair, to be fair, they were missing three of their starting O line the whole game. Um, not the whole game, most of the game. Runyon went out in like the second quarter, I think. Yeah, but it was already bad before Runyon went out. That's and it was fair. mostly. The uh, like Hanson getting just Hanson got practice was annihilated by Zedaria Smith on one play. play. That looked very familiar. It was a bit like a nightmare watching it. Like jersey swapped, though (laughs) I did not enjoy it. That was rough. The uh, the the pass. Rogers got what sacked four times. I yeah, we'll get into my bad thing, but I don't pressured four times. I mean, he was getting some of it. Some of it was on him. He was getting crushed. Back there, yeah. no. We, we can talk about how it's on him because I actually that's my bad thing is I thought he was holding the ball way too much. We'll talk about it in a second, but, but I think yeah, the, my, the pass probably bad. My bad thing on offense was the the protection, especially on the right hand side of the line. You didn't notice much of what was going on, on the left hand side of the line. I think, quite, which is quite so good. Often. It was. I mean, the left side of the line is is better than the right side of the line. And then uh, I guess the other thing I added on the bad thing for the offense was that their their third third slash fourth down conversion rate was not good what was it three of 11 for the game and oh for two of those fourths i mean that's the biggest question without Devonte adams who side yeah. note Devonte adams, adams had more receiving yards than the entire packers packers team which is i know well the entire packers receivers. receiving core okay 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 not, that's not, not that's team. not as bad then that's not as bad I, it's I'll not he had more yards than the entire packers passing attack just the pack, yeah. the, but we don't want to we don't want to dwell on that too much. Room. I'm not here to complain about that. It is what it is. And, <laughs> but I did. I, but I, I just think it's. An, that, I just think it's that, an interesting stat. I don't know. It's just yeah, interesting that, to me. But, but I just want to say that that third down conversion rate would have been dead last last year. Sick. But that's the big question mark. Without having a go to receiver, is how do you convert third and fourth downs when you yeah. don't have a go to guy? And they missing they were, Lazard made this worse. Yeah, and I mean, there was that, like we said, there's some communication issues where they weren't on the same page. But, I mean, if we want to take this into my kind of, like, bad Yeah, we, we could go to yours now. Yeah, I just thought, 
I mean, I know he was under pressure. But I thought Rodgers played a really bad game overall. I thought he held the ball way too long. He was really burping the baby back there, as they say. He I was, had like three or four plays where I'm like, just throw it in the just throw it out of bounds. Throw it into the seats. Throw it into like a fan would a fan would love that ball. A fan would cherish that ball forever. That's a great that's a great little uh, keepsake for them. Just get make their day. Throw the ball into the stands. There were several times where it was like the checkdown is there. Throw the checkdown, and he waited. And I know it's partially that the receivers aren't so in tune with what the scramble drill is supposed to look like yet. So obviously, hopefully, that comes in time. But there were so many times where I was like, hit the check down, please. There was the one sack where uh, I can't remember who, someone annihilated him and just slammed him into the ground. But Dylan picked up the... Oh, oh, oh that's let, let me just not Dylan, Dylan picked up the blitz from Zadarius. For some reason, Zadarius right. is not blocked. Big brain, very, very big brain of us. Um, Dylan gets flattened, gets back up and kind of leaks out. And Rogers looks at him, but Dylan's kind of stumbling. I don't know why Rodgers didn't just yuck it at his feet. Maybe the sight line wasn't as clear as it looked like on broadcast. But I, I thought he was just going to throw it right at Dylan's feet and be like, okay, we're good. But he just kind of pumped it, froze, and just got body slammed into the ground. Was and it was uh, there was like Phillips? who was it? Who there was like two there? or there was like two or three where it was like it looked like he could have just thrown it away, and he just ha- got a like mouthful of like just getting punched in the face by like three linemen. He was getting killed back there, but I don't think it was all on the line. I, I really do think he, he really just held the ball too long a lot of the time. And it, it felt like really tangible by about the third quarter that I was like, Oh my goodness, throw the ball, my guy, because this has been the problem with Rogers in the past before LaFleur got here is he would just hold and hold and hold and take the sack. You hope like some of that because he struggled with that in the first week versus the Saints last year, and you hope some of that's just a little rusty, not quite as sharp as he'd like. He's a very particular quarterback in terms of what he likes, how it is, and don't blame him for that at all. But I, I do think that probably contributes to why he was taking so many sacks. But I think that was a big negative in the game and a big reason why they lost the game is because instead of third and si- instead of third and six, it's third and fourteen. Like. Yeah, where he's like hoping for the play uh, and he doesn't want to bail on it. And I think part of it is he's like expecting or hoping the receiver will cut one way and they do not. And then he but, looks another way and he doesn't. Yeah. And it's got to have that clock ticking in your head. That's time there to was, throw this thing away. There was one specifically, and I can't remember what play it was, but I was like, I was like, his, like, I was like, I don't know how his clock's not going off right now because he's been holding it for eight seconds and I'm watching the right tackle like like Royce Newman fight for his life out there and his Daniil Hunter is beating the crap out of him I'm like help help him help oh, Royce is Newman that the out one where it looked like Newman tried to hold Hunter but was unsuccessful <laughs> at holding him and gave up the sack anyway probably yes probably yes but it just felt like he, it felt like, yes, the line struggled, but I felt like Rodgers was not setting them up for success, if that makes sense. That's just kind of yeah. how I felt about it. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my bad thing for the Packers' offense. Um, I think, though, that just to touch back on the good things, it did seem like the running backs were doing 
the best. We're clearly the best because, uh, as Andy Herman tweeted, um, Jones and Dylan had 25 touches or targets for 155 yards and a touchdown, and the rest of the team had 31 opportunities for 118 yards. And so I think the Packers probably should steer into, honestly, steer into that and just use Jones and Dylan more until the rest of the team is caught up. Um, it also does kind of line up with just that holistic feeling of that the offense. It did feel like I think the offense was working a lot better when they were running the ball as like the primary offense. Like every time, I know this is like stupid because obviously you can't do the same thing every time. But to me, just as like, I felt like every time they passed on first down, I was like, I know you got to switch it up, but We're it's, in a just hole. Sec- it's just second and 10 now. <laughs> All it is is second and 10. I mean, I was fine with like the swing passes, obviously, because actually those were working quite well. Those, swing those passes were working pretty well. Those the Dylan ones especially was Dylan doing was excellent work. Reaching out, grabbing the, plucking the ball, and, and uh, then turning up field yeah. nicely. But, least, and so that was at least two. It just gave the, the offense a better rhythm when they were getting those touches to Dylan and Jones early, which, which clearly lines up with the stats, lines up with how we felt about the game, lines up with how I saw a lot of people talking about the game online being like, hey, they gave the ball to Dylan. The offense is working. Um, shout yes. out, I mean, Newmark. You do have <laughs> you yeah, that, the counterpoint to you don't want to be predictable, but the other counterpoint is like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this till you show you can stop it. <sighs> and I mean the the Vikings run defense is not that good. Their pass defense is better than the run defense, or their pass rush is better than the run defense. At least I don't know. I yeah. just feel like they they kind of outthought themselves but that's kind of how we felt about the game um do you want to kind of circle into our closing thoughts and kind of wrap this up put a bow on it and move past this god put a bow of this put away and uh (laughs) never look at it again until no never look at it again it'll be like the saints game again where i'm just like i delete that i've looked at some terrible i've looked at some terrible have you rewatched the have you rewatched the saints 38-3 game yeah why have you watched (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess to see Everyone's some Jordan like Love, but that was part of it. Actually, I wanted to see that game the, the, was uh, the bit that awful. Love had at the end. That game was terrible. Jameis Winston good. looked like I don't even know. Like, like what even is the comparison? He threw like seven passes and four of them were touchdowns. Like I've never seen anything like it. Oh before. right, they hardly had to pass, and they were like yeah, almost all touchdowns, kicking so. our ass. But wasn't he also running all over us? You could tell me yes, and I'd believe you. I think they were doing whatever they wanted. <laughs> I feel like that we had a lot of trouble actually with running quarterbacks that year. I mean, Jameis doesn't really run, so I doubt it was him running all over us. I think, Maybe was... I think, no, he was just yucking it on us, and we were just like, okay, throw it past us, Marquez Callaway, come kill us. I guess I don't even remember if he had the big game, but eh, we were getting smoked. But anyway, let's let's kind of wrap it up, get down to our, our closing thoughts. Um, Dad, you got any kind of things do you want to tie up this this game put a put a bow on it what do i have for closing thoughts on this game what do you what do you think they need to work on in practice this week i guess is, is that's where i'm going with it so i think they need to work on their um communication in the secondary yep and i don't know if they had they were giving enough like tight end help on the to the right side of the line yeah um and i think that's something they could do to help out that side i, I was looking and i haven't gone through it the whole the whole game of that eye yet but 
I feel like there were a couple times like there's nobody helping over there and they're just getting crushed. Yeah, on yeah I, so I, I would have liked getting, to see more tight end usage. A little more like getting thought, a Mercedes oh, on the right-hand side. One thing that I forgot to say, I thought Tunyon looked really good. He I know he, it looked like he was. Catch. It looked like he was on a snap count, which is fine. I mean, he's come back from a very yeah. serious injury. He did, but he, he looked didn't good. Get, he looked he didn't really get that good. many opportunities, but he looks good on the ones he got. Yeah, he had that one thirty-three thirty-yard reception where he was. The wind, the the hair was flowing in the breeze. <laughs> the wind was flying. He was moving. It was great. But I guess my closing thoughts on it is, I. What do I? What are you going to say? I think it's nice to get a little bit of a wake up call. I think the defense was kind of drinking the Kool Aid a little bit on on themselves. They were kind of sm- they they their shit don't stink. You know they they were really feeling themselves because they were beating up on our offense. But now it's like okay, you kind of got punched. The question is: it the defense that's really good, or is our offense or is our offense bad? that bad? Yeah, no. Hopefully... But they also beat up on the Saints' offense actually. During yeah, those, that's, uh, who cares? It's, the, it's I mean, Winston. the Saints almost the Saints almost lost to the Falcons. So if we're they putting ourselves they got there, lucky. but anyway, I, I think the defense. It's nice for them to get a little bit of a wake up call. I think they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit, and you know, it, yeah, it's let's it's hope good that, to um, refocus and and Quay but I think, Walker and yeah, and not Barnes for a long and, time. Yeah, it's I mean, right, we lost two linebackers. Two linebackers. We we're talking about how deep our inside linebackers were. We yes. lost two of them. And McDuffie took his first NFL defensive snap, uh, which is kind of cool for him. That's exciting. But then on offense, I think just, you know, I think hopefully this is just another week one game where it's like, hey, you didn't play in the preseason. You're going to be rusty. You're not going to be that sharp. It is what it is. Um, but I, I think just I would like to see next game more commitment to using the backs, like, more. I would like to see Amari in the backfield a little bit just as a bit of a change of pace. I feel like we didn't see that at all. Um, and special teams, uh, keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. Whatever you did today, didn't notice you, amazing. 10 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I was. Looking, I think the Gunners were actually doing their job what, forcing fair catches. Amazing. Who would have thought? Uh, it was That's both uh, Ford and um, maybe it was no, Ford didn't. Ford didn't play. I don't think. Who was the gunner there? I don't believe Ford played. I know they played Stokes a little at gunner after um, after Keyshawn Nixon got hurt. Keyshawn Nixon was a gunner for a little bit, but I don't think Ford ended up playing. Okay, I'm quick looking up the... Well, I'll stall for you for a little bit. Um, I But yeah, Inactives, special teams... But I, but I haven't do... looked at snaps or anything like that. Special teams oh, do right. that every time. No, Jonathan Ford was inactive. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. You are right. But, you are right. You are right. But Cody Ford is not listed among the inactives. I should not say. Cody Ford. I, got Rudy pa- Ford. I went to Packers. Why? Not I Cody mean, Ford. Uh, Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford. Cody Ford is lineman. Ford. Letter, consonant, vowel, D-Y. Ford. But uh, yeah, so I went to Packers Wire to find the quick, quick see the inactives. But yeah, so I thought that he, I saw him on one of the gutter spots. But they forced I mean, but several fair catches we, or yeah. kicked it out of bounds. Our coverage yeah, is good. The, the, punt, the punching was good. So just the punching, kicking coverage, everything, that was fine. Just And Amari, good job fielding punts. That was good. You didn't look that explosive on the returns, but you caught everything, which is, that's all we are asking for. You didn't really have much but chance on those returns. That's, that's fine. I don't. I don't care. Just catch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bar. That's the bar right now. Is learn to learn to crawl before we walk. <laughs> That's all we need to do. 
But um, I think that's kind of all we had for our breakdown of the game. Um, but yeah, this has been our post game for the Packers Vikings week one game. Didn't exactly go as we hoped. Um, but you know, hopefully they bounce back in week two versus when they take on the Bears, and yeah, we will be we'll pre- see, yeah. and we will be previewing that game on Thursday night. You can check out our podcast; they'll be releasing that evening, and then we will also be doing a post game on it after Sunday night football um, on Sunday night. So please come check out our podcast this week. We would love uh, you right. to check out our episodes, and we'll see what next week brings. It might end up we might have the same offensive line next week based on yeah. a tweet from Ryan Wood. What do you say? Well, that was uh, but Bakhtiari. Oh, that Bakhtiari is not going to, yeah, probably not going to play week two, and may also miss next week. Yeah, part of my optimism this week was thinking back on Thursday that they were going to play. I'm not going to believe it until they're out there for real. But anyway, thank you again so much, everyone, for coming and listening and just listening to us talk shop. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be talking after a win next Sunday. But thanks again so much. This has been the Father Son Packers podcast. Go pack go. Go Pack Go.